One of the best ways to connect with your listeners is to tell stories. Humans really think and understand the world through stories and narratives, and creating those stories about the things that we're trying to teach or explain or communicate is one of the best ways to get our messages across effectively. Now, storytelling doesn't always feel like the easiest or the most intuitive thing to do in a professional context or in a professional podcast, but it's equally important there as it is anywhere else. Humans are still humans, and we still understand the world the same way through stories. Now, we always like to learn from experts here on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. So when a few weeks ago, our client and longtime friend, Ginny Dietrich, released an episode on the Spin Sucks podcast about how to become a better storyteller, I knew it was something that I wanted to share with you here. So Spin Sucks is your one-stop shop for modern communications. It's an in-demand communications agency and a community for professional communicators. Ginny Dietrich is the author of Marketing in the Round and Spin Sucks, and she hosts a weekly show on how to be the best communicator possible. You'll find the link to that in the show notes. So please enjoy this episode drop of How to Become a Better Storyteller from the Spin Sucks podcast, and then go check out the Spin Sucks podcast and community at spinsucks.com. I think you're going to enjoy this. I can't wait to share it with you, and please let me know what you think. It's all happening today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. Several years ago, my mom watched Wag the Dog, and then she called me and she said, is that what you do for a living? No, of course not. I don't fabricate wars to distract voters from a presidential sex scandal. Come on. I don't make up anything to distract from anything. That is not the role of the communicator. But that's certainly not what Hollywood or Washington, D.C. would have you believe. The reason the name of this podcast and our blog and my book is Spin Sucks is because that's a very common perception. When someone asks you what you do for a living and you say PR, the reaction is almost always akin to, oh yeah, you lie for a living. I most certainly do not, and neither do 99% of communicators. But there are some who do create wars to distract voters, who build perception based on alternative facts, who completely change the conversation just because they can. And because those are salacious stories and they make great headlines, that's what the movies and the media focus on. The rest of us doing the real work, we are very boring. But the real work the rest of us do is important, even if it is boring. After all, spin sucks. This is what we'll discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast, how some communicators make the rest of us look bad and why the PR industry needs to do a better job of its own PR. We had a lively conversation in the Spin Sucks community about an article that recently ran on the BBC News website about the quote-unquote father of environmental PR, E. Bruce Harrison. The article starts out with a very dateline opening. 30 years ago, a bold plan was cooked up to spread doubt and persuade the public that climate change was not a problem. The little-known meeting between some of America's biggest industrial players and a PR genius forged a devastatingly successful strategy that endured for years and the consequences of which are all around us. Dun-dun-dun-dun. The story goes that Harrison and his team stood before the Global Climate Coalition and pitched them on doing work together. The GCC represented the oil, coal, auto, utility, steel, and rail industries, and they were looking for a communications partner to change the narrative on climate change. When the coalition was created, President Bush, an oil man himself, was running the country, so they saw little need to be concerned about the limitation of fossil fuel emissions. 
That all changed, of course, when President Clinton was elected and he brought Al Gore, one of the biggest advocates, if not the advocate of climate change initiatives into the White House. That's when Harrison and his team got to work. They started by reframing the issue. They would persuade people that the scientific facts weren't settled and that alongside the environment, policymakers needed to consider how action on climate change would, in the view of GCC, negatively affect American jobs, trade, and prices. Sounds a little familiar with the vaccine, doesn't it? Hmm. They knew that if they said it enough times, people would begin to believe it, and journalists would begin to report it. It was the beginning of a 30-year disinformation campaign that brought about alternative facts and made people not trust the science. Al Gore called it the equivalent of a war crime because even though the GCC disintegrated they, and the PR campaign ended in the late 90s, the tactics, the playbook, and the message of doubt would outlive their creators. The consequences are all around us, so much so that people joke about climate change not being real. Europe is having one of its hottest summers on record, without air conditioning, I might add, and we joke, oh, right, yeah, climate change is totally not real. It's not real at all. There are some really interesting things that Harrison and his team did do, though. Had they used their powers for good, they would have been incredibly successful and ethical. In just a few minutes, I'll be back to talk you through some of those things they did that you might be able to steal, assuming you're not lying or spinning the truth or being unethical. I'll be right back. We'll be right back in just a moment. And now back to the show. I often say that if Pablo Escobar had used his brain for good, he would have been the most successful man in history. He probably would not have died in his early 40s. In fact, he might even still be alive today, giving Elon Musk a run for his money. But he did not use his brain for good. And you know how that ended for him. The same goes for Harrison and his team. Had they used their powers for good for a campaign that wasn't riddled with lies, misinformation, and alternative facts, they would have made great strides in the betterment of the world. When his team was interviewed, they said that they regret the work that they did. And had they not been young and naive, they never would have participated. Ah, hindsight. Always 2020, isn't it? But let's say they had used their powers for good. There are some things we can all learn from their campaign. Their strategy was to work with journalists through an extensive media campaign. They did everything from placing quotes and pitching op-eds to desk briefings and backgrounders. They were prolific. Many reporters were assigned to write stories but didn't understand all of the complexities of the issue, so Harrison and his team wrote backgrounders to make their lives easier. Of course, those backgrounders didn't include the science and only argued for climate change being a farce. But the backgrounders are what educated journalists enough to be able to write stories. They wrote letters, glossy brochures, and monthly newsletters. All of this work eventually led to more than 500 specific mentions in the media in less than a year. As they did that, they hired external voices to help them make their case. If you spend time doing media relations, you know scientists, economists, and academics are highly credible among journalists. Who among us has not hired experts to help us tell our stories? I know I have, from nutritionists to chefs and entomologists to scientists. When using experts for good to help you tell your story, they carry great weight. At the time, most climate scientists agreed that climate change was a real issue that required action, but a small group argued there was no cause for alarm. These were the people Harrison and his team hired. 
They paid them to give speeches, write op-eds, and appear on local TV and radio stations via media tours. Journalists are often actively looking for contrarians so they can weigh both sides of an issue and report without bias. But what Harrison and his team went beyond, they didn't just provide the contrarians, they made them the stars, and journalists went along for the ride. There are certainly many people to blame in this situation, the contrarians, the journalists, the GCC, and of course, Harrison and his team. But what Harrison and his team did was unethical, wrong, and downright criminal. But if you learn anything from them, it's that being prolific and providing journalists what they need to do their jobs will make you a success. Use your powers for good. Don't spin, don't lie, don't massage the truth. But do use some of these ideas to help you tell your story. This story about Harrison and his team and the GCC originated in the Spin 6 community where a healthy discussion was had. If you'd like to be part of those discussions and more, and you aren't already a part of the community, join us. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. That was fantastic. I hope you really enjoyed it. And you're going to be able to take some of these strategies on board for your own podcasting. What can work in different kinds of communications is often really applicable to podcasting. So I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to share this episode today. Thank you, Ginny, for letting us play it for the Business Podcast Blueprint community. So thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. As always, I'm your host, Megan Doherty, and this project is the result of the work of the whole team at One Stone Creative. If you're thinking about podcasting, either starting a new one or refining an existing show, you can reach out to us on any contact form at onestonecreative.net. That's O-N-E, stonecreative.net, and we'll see you next week.